This is Clinical Pearls. Human trafficking, although it may be occasionally hard to see, it is there. The U.S. State Department estimates that there's 24.9 million human trafficking victims worldwide. And this is not something restricted to third world countries. It's happening, of course, here in the United States in some of our biggest states. Human trafficking is the act of recruiting, harboring, transporting, providing, or obtaining a person for compelled labor or commercial sex acts. This is done through the use of force, fraud, or coercion. Now, it's important to note, though, that human trafficking can include, but it does not require, movement. In other words, victims of human trafficking can be found in their own hometown. There's two main types of human trafficking sexual exploitation, and forced labor. More than half of the victims are female. Many other forms of exploitation are often underreported, but these can include domestic servitude and forced marriage, even organ removal, the exploitation of children in begging, and of course, the sex trade. In this episode, we're going to review how we need to be aware of the sex trafficked victim and how OBGYN providers and all healthcare workers need to be on the lookout for this potential problem. Many states have incorporated initiatives for physician education regarding this topic. Texas, for example, has linked its physician permit or license renewal with CME mandatory requirements regarding human sex trafficking. Additionally, professional societies have put this at the forefront of attention. The American College of OBGYN in September of 2019 released a committee opinion on this subject, which is number 787. Information from this committee opinion has been taken and summarized to be the basis of this podcast. The United States is not immune to this problem, and the Global Slavery Index estimates that on any given day, more than 400,000 individuals in the U.S. are living in conditions of modern slavery. That's a prevalence of 1.3 for every 1,000 individuals. Human trafficking disproportionately affects underserved women and children, with more than 70% of trafficking cases involving women and girls, and more than 90% of victims trafficked into the sex industry. Sex trafficking is a form of human trafficking in which a commercial sex act is induced by force, fraud, or coercion. Minors engaged in the commercial sex industry, which can include online and street prostitution, pornography, stripping, or escort services are considered victims of human trafficking, regardless of the use of force, fraud, or coercion. Trafficking of children most commonly takes the form of forced child labor, child soldiers, and of course the child sex industry. Now here's a clinical pearl. Human trafficking and human smuggling are not the same thing, although they're often confused and they can be interrelated. Trafficking is based on exploitation of an individual, whereas smuggling is the importation of individuals with deliberate evasion of immigration laws. 
However, individuals smuggled into a country are at risk of becoming victims of human trafficking because of fear of deportation, economic hardships, and limited language proficiency, which can be used to further exploit them. Traffickers in the United States and abroad manipulate and exploit those who are vulnerable. Individuals who are trafficked are diverse. No racial or ethnic group is spared, nor is any community immune to the problem. Understanding force, fraud, and coercion as management tools used by traffickers will help healthcare providers understand why so few victims escape, why they are difficult to identify, and why it is challenging to find evidence of force, fraud, or coercion. Methods of power and control include both abusive and threatening behavior. Used constantly and unexpectedly, the goal is to violate personhood and render the trafficked person powerless. Children and adolescents at particular high risk for human trafficking include those with a history of sexual abuse, those who are homeless or who are runaways, and those even who are in foster care. One in three adolescents living on the streets is recruited for sexual exploitation within 48 hours of becoming homeless. Children are typically targeted at arcades, malls, or even bus stations. All right, let's stop there for a minute. When we come back, let's take a look at the unique role that OBGYN physicians and women's healthcare providers have in handling, identifying, and reporting this issue. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. OBGYN providers and other women's healthcare professionals are in a unique place to help identify victims of human trafficking. One study reported that 28% of trafficked individuals sought health care at least once during their imprisonment. Many trafficked individuals present to outpatient OBGYN clinics, community health centers, family planning clinics, urgent care centers, and adolescent medicine clinics, and one half of all female victims of sex trafficking have visited the emergency department while involved in the sex trafficking industry. These visits to healthcare providers may be one of the few opportunities for a victim of human trafficking to speak to outsiders and are an important chance to intervene. Of course, recognition is the first step in helping victims. OBGYN and other women's health care providers should become well-informed about common health care issues faced by these victims, and this includes sexually transmitted infections, substance abuse disorders, mental health problems, and even physical harm. Organization knowledgeable about human trafficking have gathered indicators to help healthcare providers recognize possible victims of human trafficking, and we're going to cover these in just a moment in this podcast. 
OBGYN, and other healthcare providers should recognize indicators of human trafficking, like patients with signs of abuse or neglect, or those accompanied by an individual who does not let the patient speak for themselves, who refuses to allow for privacy, or insists on interpreting for them in place of a professional interpreter. Also, OBGYN and other healthcare providers should be suspicious if patients are accompanied by someone who is controlling and insists on answering questions for them. Visible signs of physical abuse should lead to follow-up questions regarding the patient's safety. Now, these questions should be asked when the patient is alone, and suspicions should not be raised when attempting to isolate the victim from her potential abuser. In addition to awareness of potential signs of trafficking, interviewing possible victims in private while maintaining cultural sensitivity and building trust are all key in identification and counseling of victims. All right, when we come back, let's talk about the main indicators of human trafficking, and we should have our eyes open to this brief list that we're about to cover. In the September 2019 Committee Opinion from the American College of OBGYN, there's a list of indicators of human trafficking. All healthcare providers should be on the lookout for one or more of these signs or symptoms. First is when the patient provides scripted or an inconsistent history. Next, any sign of physical or sexual abuse, medical neglect, or obviously torture should raise the flag that the patient is in fact a victim. If the patient is unwilling or hesitant to answer questions about an injury or illness, that should also raise a concern. When the patient is accompanied by an individual who does not allow for privacy or doesn't allow the patient to speak for themselves or who insists on being the interpreter, that too is a flag. If there is evidence of controlling or a dominating relationship like excessive concern about pleasing a family member, a romantic partner, or an employer, then that should also raise a flag. If the patient is fearful or nervous or avoids eye contact, that may be a sign that they are a victim. If there's resistance to assistance, if there's hostile behavior, or if they're unable to provide an address, these additionally are warning signs. Next, if they are unaware of the location, the current date, or the time where they are at that moment, that also is a flag that they may be a victim. Lastly, if the patient is not in control of their own money and does not have any identification or other documents, a flag should be raised that they are victims of a human trafficking issue. All right, as we get ready to wrap up this important and heavy topic, there's some key last closing statements that we have to cover. First, remember that OBGYN or any healthcare provider should never directly confront a trafficker or otherwise put themselves or staff in danger. OBGYNs and all healthcare providers should seek to provide resources for survivors of human trafficking, and this can include something like brochures, pamphlets, and pocket cards displayed in examination rooms, waiting rooms, or more discreetly, like in bathrooms, in addition to contact information for organizations and resources that can support survivors. Healthcare providers who suspect a competent adult is a victim of human trafficking must not involve law enforcement or social service providers without the patient's express consent unless the situation requires mandatory reporting. 
Laws on mandatory reporting do vary by jurisdiction, so we have to be aware of the laws in our jurisdiction regarding reporting obligations for suspected human trafficking with specific attention to mandatory reporting requirements for child abuse. In 2018, the United States, along with Mexico and the Philippines, was ranked one of the world's worst places for human trafficking. In the U.S., although there's no official number of human trafficking victims, estimates have been placed in the hundreds of thousands. Therefore, being on the lookout and recognizing signs or symptoms of victims of trafficking industry is not limited only to OBGYN or women's health care providers. All health care providers should be on the lookout for these signs and symptoms to help rescue these victims and get them to a safe and healthy place. Thanks for listening to this episode of Clinical Pearls. We'll see you next time on this podcast. Music